It's an emergency recording. Yes, you got it. An extra minute fandom this week because the Clemmer era from the the Minahan show, KMS, is all over. Um, I've, I've got Red here for a little while. He's got to head off to the seat, watch the Celtics soon. So just just managed to book him in. Uh, Red, how are you? I'm doing very well. I, I love how cunty you are after the show is done and doing your things on Twitter. You're a very sneaky, cheeky bastard. And that's what I love about you. You're the best. It, it, was, it was only actually, honestly, only towards the end of the show, I realized what was happening, why there was a hard out. As an right. avid sports fan myself, I, I do get the commitment that it's the NBA Finals, it's not just some regular season game. So I'm not shaming. But oh. you, you didn't say to me, look, Celtics, you know, first tip is at 9 right. o'clock, got to be done by then. I had to put the pieces together myself. Right. But I, I told you it was crazy at work, which is why I couldn't start early. And then we had that one-hour window which was fine. Mm. That did yeah. not prevent you from going online and calling me a liar. I did not prevent you there, which I love about you is just no facts. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I will say you weren't actually lying. You just weren't completely truthful with me. You I, I was, I, I, I said, I was you, you, you know, if you'd pulled a buddy or a clamor on me and put the Celtics before me in a fandom, there could have been trouble. That's, that's I, all it is. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is I gave you what I had, which was, Things are crazy at work. I want to start at 7.30, but I can't. I'll start at 8. So I told you that. And then I said, I have a hard out at 9, which I stayed till 9.05, which was fine. Well, what? Yeah, I'm the okay. liar. Are you, are, you upset? are you upset about missing the first five minutes of that game? No, I was not upset at all. What I was upset with is that you had me on for over an hour. And at no point did you have any of these issues. And I just worked it out towards later you. Later on. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hear in the later, recording okay. at Twig. You hear the tape. There's tape. Okay, okay. But later on, later on, when we're not recording together, then you have your issue. You call me a liar. I call you out on it, give you facts. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to call you a liar. Well, like, I, I well, went through the DMs. Don't I went call through... me a fucking liar if you don't have the information right. Look, That's why I love you. I love Sherlock, you. Sherlock Manners here uh, went uh, through the DMs and worked out. It was just – I feel yeah. a bit like David does on the False Nine show, like when he's recording with Buddy who used to kirking off because if, if Buddy doesn't get to watch his sport, he gets really angry, he gets in a bad mood. Everyone in Buddy Buddy's family knows if Buddy's not entertained or happy that he gets in a <laughs> bad mood um so that's kind of what i feel now with you like okay. if there's, i, I gotta yeah. check the the tip off times for, fortunately oh. that's the finals time so we get a window now without uh the we're celtics good. playing yeah we're good yeah we're good don't worry about are it. you the same about the pats do i have to like check the pats tip off well listen i i will Kick occasionally off? i will i will set it up where i have a, a game to watch if it's the patriots but we don't have those issues we don't record on sundays typically so we don't have those issues but if we did I would work around them. You know why? Because I'm a okay. team guy. Yeah. You and I work well together. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Baby. We maybe do need to look at our recording schedule because we are getting caught on the hop a bit. Sometimes we'll record an, an amazing episode of Minna Fandom, you know, some of the best bit of audio out there on the internet. But then KMS comes in the next day with big news and then we, you know, people want to hear from us, but we've already recorded our show. I mean, I had hundreds of dms asking for an emergency show and here we are this is what we do i think uh i think our show lined up well where a lot of people a lot of people are consuming it on saturday here mm. and maybe yep. today as well so that's what it is 
That's it. Um, look, before we get into the big news about the, the clamor stuff, just want to address Kirk Minahan's um, reasons he gave for criticizing Top Gun Maverick. And he he was very nice. He was very honest. He said, you know, basically we spend hours talking about KMS and picking apart every little bit. And Top Gun Maverick for him is like what we do to his show. So I accept that. I like the fact that Kirk um, explained the way he approaches it to us. I, I couldn't agree more. I think I, I had to, uh, as soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. We spent thousands of hours diagramming and assessing what he's doing and he's doing the same thing to top gun so it is what it is i get it i will say again plot points of top gun is where i draw the line if you want to criticize it in any other way you can but it's not mm. the i no. went for my second viewing yesterday and it was fantastic i'm so oh. glad i saw it twice on the big screen i think that's enough like i don't think i'll go for a third time like you know i came out of it still glowing um, yeah, it was fantastic. And oh, look, I've got some um, mentoring advice for Kirk. Maybe he could um, do a mini fandom wrap up show where he gets to pick apart every little bit of what we say. Maybe instead of like going after Tom Cruise and Top Gun, his heroes, you know, maybe pick on, you know, you who does a great um, New Zealander expression, impression, and yeah. me. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that. All right. So. I mean, I had a couple of really sleepless nights this last week, worried about Chris Clemmer, worried about his future on the show. I, I, I couldn't sleep on, what is it, Friday night, our time, uh, because I wanted to know what was going to happen after the, the Clemmer walkout. Would he be back in studio? I mean, what was your initial reaction when Chris uh, Chris starts, Kirk starts, and Chris is not there? I couldn't, I could not believe that Chris was not in studio that next day. I was stunned. Um, I was disappointed when Kirk had said that Chris had asked to be in there, but Kirk didn't want him there. Um, but I was absolutely stunned that he wasn't there because you do everything you can. I don't care if Kirk tells you not to be there. You got to show up. You got to go. Like you, this was Clemmer's chance. This is chance. He's got to go there, even make it uncomfortable. Like he's got to go there and do this. Like that's just the way that it is. I think it was a blown opportunity by Chris overall. Um, I think he gave Kirk the easy out, and so Kirk took it. And I think Clemmer's really going to regret this. He has to. Yeah, I was stunned for two things, for two reasons. Firstly, it's not like Kirk to run away from a fight. So I sort of thought maybe Kirk would get Clemmer in the day after the walkout to kind of go through it and maybe those two try and sort out their differences and that didn't happen. And to your point, I don't think Clemmer pushed hard enough. I think if if Cullinane had sent me that message, oh, no, we're good for tomorrow, we don't need you, Kirk said it's fine, and Clemmer has Kirk's number, I would have messaged Kirk or called Kirk and said, look, I want to come in tomorrow, even if it's the last time you have me in, let's just wrap it all up. Here's the deal, though. With Clemmer, he's going to end up back in that studio anyway. Like this is this is only temporary. There's no way that this is going to be a forever thing. So I, I, the Clemmer era officially is over, and RIP to that. Um, but Clemmer's going to be back. There's no doubt about this, right? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Especially after he gets chucked out of Idol on the first week, he'll be back in studio to talk about that experience. Um, I, 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 I sort of, I wonder if there's a couple of things going on here. The first thing is from Kirk's point of view. 
I think the way Kirk views people on the show, you're either all in or you're out. There's no halfway measures. You know, there's no, as Montante would say, you can't be half pregnant, that fucking. Um, and so I think the way Kirk sees it is Clem is starting to pull away and he's got this bastard idol thing. And I, I, I think actually Kirk's doing the right thing. He's cutting him loose. He's saying, all right, fucking go get him. Fuck off. You know, you're not really into the show anymore. Have your summer in New York and let's see where it ends up. And if all he had to do, man, I know you've been had sleepless nights too. All I've, I've done the same thing. All he had to do was just come in on Monday or Tuesday. Like that's all that he had to do. So if that's the case, if that's the only thing that was stopping Clemmer, why didn't he do it? And if he didn't, it just feels like, like you said, I don't know if he's checked out of the show or he's just done. And it feels like to me, Kirk started to a couple of weeks ago, really push back on him and really bring some heat on him. And I don't think Clemmer liked it. And I don't think it was getting any better for him. So I think the show has been more stressful for Clemmer than anything else. Um, as we saw with DEC, it got to be really stressful for him and he doesn't like the heat and he had to get out and go. Maybe that's the same way for Clemmer. Who knows? Like I, mm. I, Maybe just being on that side of it, he just couldn't hang. He just couldn't do it. And that bums me out because for the longest time, Clemmer's been able to have things just kind of roll off his back. But maybe the way that Clemmer reacts to things where it does just roll off his back and Kirk can't create any content out of it, maybe that's not appealing to Kirk either, which I don't blame him. I mean, it's, you got to have somebody crazy, stupid, wild in that second seat. And maybe that's not Clemmer. Yeah, maybe Kirk got a bit sick of Clemmer. I'm not sure that's 100% it. But I do think from Clemmer, the whole job thing was becoming more and more uh, front of his mind. I think, that, as I said last show, Justin getting a job when Clemmer's been begging for a job for a while now, I think did rub Clemmer the wrong way. And I actually thought it was really interesting what Kirk said about Chris that why would I give him a job when he just comes in two hours a week? And I actually now... And I'm a Clemmer fan and, uh, look, I'm doing my best to destroy the relationship I have with him by doing the show. But, um, you know, this comes from a good place, Chris, if you're listening. This comes from my heart. If you look in the mirror, Chris, and once you get over the shock of what you look like, um, you will have to look at yourself and say, you didn't do enough to make a compelling case for a job. What they are looking for is more than someone who can just turn up twice, once or twice a week and do the show. Now, Chris has been in studio for a year. He could have, A, learned how to produce the show. I'm telling you, it's not that hard to record the podcast and have it ready for uploading. It's not easy, but he was there for a year. He could have hung around with Dave and, and learned how to do that. So if Dave can't do a show, Chris can produce. That would have given Kirk another option. Chris could have trained himself how to make those clips that Harrison does. That's not hard. You get a Canva account. There's apps that can put it all together for you. As I said, it's work, but he doesn't have a job. I mean, in between stacking the dishwasher and walking the dog, I'm sure he can watch YouTube videos on how to do all this. So Chris could have made a much more compelling all-round case for a position at KMS. So he's only got himself to blame, just just sort of swanned in there, you know, did out of theatre near me badly and thought that would be enough. He did create a lot of content with Out of Theater near, near Me, so he was giving back to the show there. But I, I see your point. He could have done more when it comes to, you know, the guys that Kirk would, uh, you know, his enemies, not necessarily maybe enemies of the show, but guys that Kirk was going after that week. You know, Chris could have called into those shows that they had or done some things 
like uh, like Mike did with the Red Sox when he went to that Sam Kennedy thing where he was just screaming at Sam Kennedy when Will didn't get the video of that. He could have done extra things around the show. Um, he could have hosted Chris and the Minifans on Saturdays. He yep. could have done extra things that would have warranted him being there full time. And he didn't do it. And maybe there's some regret that goes along with that, too. I don't know. If, if I were him, I would have a ton of regrets right now. If you want to make it in content, I can't picture a better spot for him to be in content on that show, trying to get his foot in the door at Barstool. It just makes total sense. And he blew it. He blew it, man. Yeah, well, 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 he did blow, blow it. And what the, what the hell was behind that not being able to swap next week? I mean, I wonder if, you know, Big Cat's, you know, maybe giving him a heads up that there may be photographs or something for Barstool Light or, or something because he was very reticent to switch days, which when you don't have a job, I mean, okay, I come in Thursday, Monday, it doesn't matter. I mean, as long as I'm in there with Kirk and promoting my stuff and leeching off him, why, you know, get in there. Yeah, and, and and I heard him say on the stream on Friday night that he was going to be back streaming Tuesday night and Thursday night for the, the Mariners thing. So he was going to be around on Tuesday. Something going on this weekend where it's a long weekend. Like, you just got to push those plans. You got to try to get back in on Monday or Tuesday, whatever it is. Mm. You can make that happen, but he just didn't want to make that happen. So. No. And Kirk was pretty harsh towards Chris on Friday's show. He he was nice to him, but he he said some pretty confronting things about Chris, saying that he will never be in the content game. He will he never be able to do anything where he leads content. And yeah, he I thought Kirk was pretty strong on that stuff. Yeah, very strong. And I don't know when Clemmer. I heard him on the stream that Friday night. Clemmer also no sells the shit out of that too. Like he keeps it very positive, very professional. So he's not one of those whack packers either that Kirk can get going on these things too. So it's like he just doesn't he doesn't fit a lot of the holes that they would need for this spot. And he's probably not crazy enough to do it. But there's plenty mm. of other crazy guys out there, as we've seen on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so into the the crazy stuff with Chris. Like he's a mid 40s guy. I don't expect him. Like some of that stuff I find a bit cringy where um, Mike, you know, uh, anyway, it's just a bit childish. Some of it, that's fine. You know, I know there's many fans out there that love that, Tim and Canton, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, look, but I, as I said before, I just think Chris could have made an all-round compelling case. And, um, you know, what I'm, I'm, you know, my mentoring services are available. I don't think it's too late for Chris. If he wants to reach out, he has reached out. Um, well, the, we'll get to the... The, the next thing he's, but he has reached out to dispel a rumor that he said to me, he, and I'm, he doesn't drink at um, sporting events. So he's going to go to the Celtics next Wednesday and, and not drink. Um, he, he's driving. He likes to enjoy them. Um, so I, that, so it's a nine o'clock tip off. So the, a, there's no, he's going to have at least one or two pops, a couple of beers sure. while he's watching the game. He's not going to get hammered. And that that's even worse because what happens then is Chris has to get back from the Celtics to start really drinking. So it puts his schedule out. So instead of maybe hitting the sizes at seven or eight, he's not going to get back till midnight with his mate. Then he pops his first or second cider. And then, you know, he goes to bed at three or four, uh, having reminisced the whole Celtics game with his mate, you know, six or seven pints of cider deep into the night. So, yeah, now makes more sense because you think, okay, you get home at midnight, you're drunk, you pass out, you wake up seven or eight going to the studio. But actually the routine's thrown out now. I don't, but I don't understand. So he's not going to drink at the, the game. So no. why can't he's he? He's driving from New Hampshire to Boston. 
okay, yeah, I've done that before. And then I've got up today, you know, the next day for work. I don't understand why then he can't go into the studio. I don't. Yeah, but, get... but you don't understand. He's got to. He's, when he gets back from the Celtics, he's got to drink. Then, like, where's his drinking have, time that day? To. Where's his drinking to. time? Right, you, okay. you don't know how you don't know how an alcoholic thinks, Red. Like I do. I've grown up with alcoholics. I've battled substance abuse my whole life. I mean, sure. uh, I get it. I get it. He has to. Yeah, he has to drink. That's right. Yeah, he couldn't just like have two at the game and leave it at that. He has to go home and drink. That's interesting. I don't... Exactly. You know, at least a couple more. Just none of this yeah. makes fucking sense, manners. None of it makes sense. It's insanity. Maybe he was just tired of this shit. And he didn't want to be on KMS anymore because that's the only thing I can come up with. Because there was um, in, last week or early into the week, you know, Justin started to make uh, indications that he was going to try and spoil Bastel Idol for Chris. He was going to be a bit of a troll and, and and cause a bit of trouble there. And I wonder if that rubbed Chris up the wrong way. So, well, fuck this. You know, I've got a shot here and all of a sudden, you know, KMS is going to try and torpedo my big chance at stardom. Right. Well, make no mistake. Justin comes in full time and Clemmer leaves. That That is no, like that, that happened for a reason. Justin coming in, he came in to put the heat on Clemmer. Kirk liked that he put the heat on Clemmer, and then Clemmer is gone just like that. Justin is a stone cold killer. Don't mess with him. And I wish <laughs> you would get along with him. Otherwise, we're going to be the next ones to go if you don't play your cards right here. So you got you got to repair this relationship. Uh, excuse me, Justin blocked me first. I thought Justin and I had a very close relationship. He was the first producer of Men Is Live. We spent many, many hours together putting together that great show. I've tried to mentor him. I've tried to give him advice along the way. And then he just blocks me. All of a sudden, I'm blocked on all accounts. I I want to talk about Kenobi with him for hours. I've got so many thoughts about Kenobi, um, mainly like how many bad things there are in that show. Um, But he, I can't even get through to him on any social media. Well, maybe hopefully when you come here, maybe you can repair that relationship then. Cause right now you guys are on the outs. You guys are both DMing me about being blocked by the other person. I'm in between. I'm uncomfortable. I'm I'll uncomfortable. unblock. I'll unblock him in any, if he, if he wants peace, I'll give him peace. You know, I'm glad he's doing his wrap up show. I think it's, it's a good addition to the, the miniverse. Um, you know, it's much better than Kirking off was. And so it's, yeah, and it's something that I, you and I can listen to. That's absolutely right. And I would love to, although mm. when he has Montante on that, so that's a little difficult sometimes too. Mm, yeah. Well, it's, you know, awful as well. Um, And speaking of sort of listening to myself and stuff. So I, I am, um, I don't listen to Mina fandom back usually, but our last recording, I listened to bits of it. I checked your sound quality mainly to make sure you're speaking on mic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, not drinking while you, you said fucking. Um, anyway, so I um, I was listening back and, you know, I was listening, actually listened to the bit where I, I called um, Chris and Carano leeches. And I was like, oh, that was a bit harsh. I was a bit harsh on especially Chris there. And then they played that audio on the main show the next day. They, they played it and said that you were doing a great um, impression of me as yep. a prepubescent New Zealander. Um, yep. So you do a great New Zealand accent. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it was a, a female. I think it was a, a girl, prepubescent female, New Zealander. Yeah, mm. that's me. So you were very harsh on Clemmer in that audio, calling him a leech. Any regrets? Yeah. Well, the, the second voice that's about to chime in on that clip would be that other person who's saying, 
I agree with you on Carano, but I disagree with your takes on Clemmer because I, I really don't think Clemmer was a leech on the show. Again, he gave a lot at a theater near me sound. Um, he was much more giving than what Carano was. So mm -hmm. I think two, two totally different people who just so happened to do a pod podcast together. I think that's, that's the, there's a the difference. Yeah. I, I'm, I've always been a Clemmer stand, but just a few things have really bothered me. And the way he just ran towards Barstool, that first hit whiff of um, attention. And uh, our good friend, Visionless Dave sent me a, a number of tweets where Chris says he's not, doesn't think Barstool will be around. He's not a Barstool fan. He's not a Barstool guy. Um, so that's really weird that all of a sudden he's pretending to be a Barstool guy. And, well, and I just job though, Manners. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. What's he supposed to do? Like, like Kirk told him to contact Big Cat, told him it was okay. It was a setup. That was a setup. Setup. And then Kirk doesn't want to have him. So then maybe Clemmer can get something at Barstool. Like, what's well, yeah, the... doing that? Yeah, you're breaking up or whatever. Um, I, I get what you're saying. But, but I guess I go back to the original Quantum Wake stuff, and I now am paranoid how contrived everything has been from Chris and Carano from the beginning. How contrived is it? Because remember, I'm coming this from a totally different perspective, Red. I'm on the other side of the world. So for me, I just do stuff because I'm a fan. You know, the thought of working with Kirk or working for Kirk, it, it's never been an, an option. So I've never even entertained it, despite the fact that when I was hosting Men is Live, I had all sorts of callers asking me how much it would cost to get me over to work for Kirk. So I'm sure they were Kirk plants. But anyway, sure. um, the, the, the point is I've never had that as an option. So I guess I come up with things from a pure fan's point of view. It's a playground. But I wonder how contrived the whole Chris Carana thing was from the beginning. You know, did they just see an opportunity with Kirk rather than like me being, being a Minna fan? Yeah, I took it as I took it as Clemmer was more of a fan, just doing some fan shows um, and did Quantum Week. And then they put it on the on the, the channel, the YouTube channel. I never got the hint of Clemmer you know, searching for clout or trying to latch onto the show early. I got that impression right away from Carano because Carano never felt like he was an actual fan of the show. Like he just doesn't seem like somebody who would be interested in the show and what Kirk's talking about. So Clemmer to me seemed, seemed like more of a fan and EI listener. Like he just had the bona fides to me to be a listener where Carano just seemed to be in there latching on, hoping to get in as a backup producer, which he was able to do and doing his songs and things. So I think the two are totally different, two totally different in that way. But mm. Well, look, I, I hope you're right. And I really like Chris and, um, you know, I was disappointed um, the way it turned out for him, the fact that he's gone now from the show. I do think we will have him back in studio. I, I think this is perfect for him. He's got a clear run at Barstool Idol now. Um, he, he can go and give it his best shot. He won't have... The, the you know Kirk Minahan show dragging him down anymore, and he'll have his movie podcast next month. I'm sure that'll come out, right? The Mariners probably will be. Mm. And I don't think anybody's really too many guys are interested in his stream going forward. I don't know, maybe they will be, but I think that stream probably ends and he gets right focused right into that movie podcast in July. That's right. Um, so I guess how, how do you sort of reflect then on on the Clamour era on the show? 
I think that Chris was, other than Mike, I think Chris has been the best option in that second chair. I think he's much better than Carabas. I think he was a breath of fresh air when he came in when we didn't have Carabas anymore. Um, I really enjoyed the Clemmer era because so many people hate his guts. Like he gets the people going with hate. And that's why I love Clemmer. He's like I said before, he's, he's my Donald Trump. Anytime he's on the show, it pisses people off. And I love that. So uh, I will remember him fondly for pissing people off. Love that about him. Mm, yeah, I will remember Chris very fondly as well. I enjoyed the the, the shows he was in. I liked the, the the stuff that he and Kirk would talk about in the movie stuff. I thought, you know, Chris brought, brought a lot to the world. The fact that he asked questions that Minna fans wanted to hear the answers to, the fact that he listened to everything, he always knew what was going on. There was never any anything Kirk had to explain to him about the, the show or the, the Minna fan world. So, yeah, I, I think he made a terrific contribution. Uh, sorry the way it's turned out for him. And, um, you know, just thoughts and prayers with, with Chris and Commuter Laura. I know this is a tough time for them, but. You know he'll 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 move on. I mean, I don't think Barcelona is going to work out for him. Uh, he just, I just don't think he's going to. I think he'll be the first to go. I mean, uh, I can't. Yeah, he's not. He's not that. I can't imagine him being attractive to the audience. Well, he's going to be so different, though, Manners. He's going to be so different than everybody else that's there. If he goes in with the right attitude, like I think what did him in at KMS was he didn't have that unearned arrogance that he had before. So he didn't come in like big swinging dick and smack Justin around and others around and make it more interesting. He kind of like apologized, and then he was, you know, a little bit of a meek Chris role. Like he can't do mm. He can't be meek, Chris. He's got to be cunty, Chris. Yeah, we need cunty, Chris, in that role because not only is he going to be very different than everybody else, but he's going to be cunty. He's going to have some attitude to him. He's probably going to be annoyed by some of those youngsters. I think that's really good content. He should keep that going. He should find that. And I think if he had that, I think Kirk would have been happier with him on the show. But I think mm. he gave Kirk an easy out. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I have no idea what the Barcelona audience is going to do to him. I reckon they'll tear him to shreds. Uh, but but I think Chris has to go out there and just throw his dignity out the window. That's the only way he's going to get anywhere in that competition is just let them let himself be a punching bag, basically. Um, because it'll be funny watching a mid forties guy act like a twenty year old. Yeah, just pounding ciders and hanging on. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, a couple of things to wrap this up. Um, I was stunned when Kirk said that the name on his lips or in his brain to come into the show was one Miguel Montante. Uh, you were stunned? I was I was not stunned to hear that, Manners. Manners, our boy, Montante, who you and I both enjoy, he gets very sensitive about us. I think you and I both agree that he is he is crazy. Um, he's a lunatic. He is stupid, very stupid, and very sensitive online. This is the perfect makeup for exactly what Kirk is looking for. He's perfect for the second chair. You must I don't be- know about him being perfect for the second chair. And well, if he goes in there sober and stuff, I don't think he'll say anything vehemently racist or prejudiced. So hopefully Kirk gets him before he's um, gone on pounding the beers. Uh, one thing's interesting, I don't know if you know, but Montante is really good friends with Jeff Nadeau and mm-hmm. Rico hates Nadeau 
So I wonder if there's going to be a bit of a problem there for Kirk because I think Rico's not going to be happy if one Miguel Montante Nadu's offside it comes into the main show. I think Justin's going to handle that. It feels like it already. I think I think Rico's got Justin working behind the scenes, um, and I think he's going to handle that very well. My my issue with Montante is I think before we get to whatever Thursday he's coming in, he's going to end up screwing this up. He's going to do something. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he's going to screw this up. And that's that sucks because I think he would be a phenomenal just whack-a-troll guy in there. Have him in that for that one show, and Kirk would have a great time with him. Yeah, I mean, at least on, he went on Justin's wrap-up show and he was trying to promote Nadu's podcast and make all these jokes. So that's either going to work one of two ways. Either Kirk's going to like that and think, oh, that's good. Let's get Montante in here to stir some shit. Or Kirk's just going to go, oh, fuck this guy. But you you know that Montante is, other than the racism um, and the sexism, um, he's perfect for this show. Oh, he's, yeah. And, yeah, you, and he's entertaining. Yeah. I, I like Mike. I like Mike. He's just scary. Should be in jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's just, he's so stupid and he's so sensitive. Uh, it's it's, so- I was I was writing the notes to the last show and I just put some random shit in. I went, Lauren is a great driver. Montante sucks. And Montante thinks that me writing that in the show description is why Kirk had Montante on yeah. his brain. Uh, right. So that's blown up in my face. Well, there you go. But he's but he notices that. I don't notice. That. Who would notice that sort of thing, Menners? Like, that's a crazy person. He is a crazy person. That's mm. why. He's perfect. Yeah. All right. And, and last thing before I want to wrap up this um, quick minute fandom, uh, I just think we're going to keep an eye on Justin. So I was watching his wrap-up show, and he said he wants to start tweeting out from the Kirk Minahan show account. Uh, he wants to start tweeting out Justin's clip of the day. So he wants to, you know, highlight himself on the Kirk Minahan show uh, every day, you know, Justin's clip of the day and, and tweet that out. And all I would say to Justin is, it's not the Justin show. It's the Coke Minahan show. So put the reverse lights on. Get back in the fucking, get back in your box. Stay there. I do not think Kirk or anyone on the main show needs a Justin's clip of the day uh, on the social media channel. So get back in your box. And the Justin show, fine. Tweet out Justin show stuff all you like. But I, I think that's a little bit of a, a warning sign that, well, maybe Justin's just, Getting a bit big for his breaches. Yeah, he might. He was going to want to be careful on that. Now, I I misunderstood. Was the clip of the day doesn't necessarily have to be him though, right? I think no, no. It's Justin's clip of the day, like him when it's involving him. Yeah. So he gave the example of when. No, I I was hoping it was him picking his favorite clip. No, that'll be okay. Yeah, that's not good, manners. This is not good. I hope he uh, he changes course. That that's not going to end well for my guy. Nope, not at all. I know you don't like you don't like to hear that. You know, he gave an example of where um Kirk made the joke about um Justin and college kids and he was like, Oh, I could clip that of me laughing. Anyway. Yeah, that's not good. All right, well, um Red, thanks for jumping on. You've got I think what what one hour till no, you got got two hours and an hour. Now before I leave, before I go, do you have any gripes with me, Menners? Because I don't want to leave and then you know, two days from now, I see you chirp, chirp, chirping on Twitter. Well, I, don't want, I don't want you to do that because I saw you did that to my guy, Mick, when he was on this show. You were chirp, 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 chirping like a couple of days later. Don't do that. Don't do that thing. We're, no, no, I've got, we're I've got, best no, friends. 
you've been yeah absolutely you've been upfront and honest with me and okay. you did this from your car a lot of commitment so um yep. red you're off the hook um do you, do you want to apologize for saying that i'm a liar do you want to apologize for that or Okay, I will apologize for calling you a liar because I checked the tape. You just were, you. weren't very explicit in why you needed to finish early, buddy. Like, I know what you like when you don't get to watch your basketball. You get very shirty, you get very upset. Mm, thank Everyone you. knows that, you know, Red has to be entertained all the time. This, this feels like a good apology. I can feel this is coming on. Yeah, this is nice. This is good. You know, you. you know, Phil McCooch gets a bit boring. All of a sudden, you just want to end the show, that kind of thing. I know what, I know what you like. When you get McCooch on. You just got to cut it early. That's how that goes. That's it. All right, we're going to cut this one early. Red, fuck off. All right, love you, buddy.